Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of the Best Life Moms Club and hosts of That Pregnancy Podcast. We are two moms with a bunch of kids under the age of three. Five to be exact. And we know firsthand how hard it is to be a mom. So we're talking about all the topics that no one ever talked to us about. And not only is it hard being a mom, but it can be lonely and isolating, which is another reason why we're here to help moms like you know that you're not alone. Now, it's important to know that we are not doctors or medical professionals in any way. So always talk to your doctor or healthcare provider with any questions or concerns about your health or the health of your baby. We are moms sharing our lived experience and talking about all things pregnancy and life as a mom. So let's have a chat. Hello and welcome to That Pregnancy Podcast. This week we are talking about something that doesn't get quite as much voice time, air time, talked about much. We're talking about postpartum rage. Uh, Before we jump into the episode, if you enjoy the podcast or you specifically enjoy a certain episode, we would really appreciate it if you could go on and you could rate us, leave a comment, leave us rating, uh, leave a review on uh, whatever platform that you are listening is, listening to us on, that be it iTunes or Spotify, we would really appreciate it. We would love it because it helps get us played for other people. Now, going into the episode, postpartum rage. Now, this is something that generally falls under the umbrella of postpartum depression, but, and you know, we've talked about postpartum depression so much, but Postpartum rage is not necessarily something that you often hear or the terminology that you hear, but it is so common. Yeah, I think that postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, you hear about you hear about a whole bunch of different postpartum mood disorders, but no one really talks about rage, right? And I think you've got a lot going on in that postpartum period. Your hormones are going crazy, which we've talked about many times before, and you know, sometimes when you are overwhelmed and you've got a lot going on, you get angry. Yeah, absolutely. And so postpartum rage does actually and technically fall under the umbrella of postpartum depression as a symptom of postpartum depression. But I think what's important to kind of realize is that um, postpartum rage When we talk about it, we're talking about not just a little bit of anger, but like an explosion of anger or uncontrolled anger. And it's almost like that anger is beyond anger, if that makes sense. Like you feel like this is just so much more angry than you've ever felt before. Well, and I think you go from like zero to a hundred, right? So like you go from, you know, being fine to all of a sudden raging And you could be raging over the silliest thing, right? Like once you calm down, you're like, why was I getting upset over that? Or sometimes it is something that you would normally get mad at, but instead of just getting a little bit mad, you get full-blown angry. And it might not be silly things that set you off, but smaller things that traditionally would not be something to set you in a full anger or a rage. And It's not just about swearing or dropping F-bombs or yelling, but like there's also descriptors of postpartum rage of like 
throwing things, which is probably very shocking if you're someone who's never experienced this before and or had like any anger issues and all of a sudden you just feel this urge to throw something because you're angry or or slamming doors because that's the level of frustration that you have all of that really does get uh, classified in this postpartum rage as a symptom or a characteristic of it because it is not uncommon for women who are in the postpartum period experiencing postpartum rage to say that like they've never thrown anything out of anger before and now they're throwing things or they've never thrown or slammed a door and they're slamming doors now because it is actually a symptom of postpartum rage. Well, and the thing is, you're right. Sometimes during this postpartum rage, you look at yourself and you go, that's not me. This is not the type of person that I am. This is not normally how I I act, or this is not as upset as I normally get. So what's happening, right? Yeah, it acts, it's essentially like a red flag, like something is not being met. Like your needs are not being met. And there are things too, like, so, you know, in postpartum rage, which no one tells you is like, you, like you said, you don't feel like me, you realize like, this is not me. But it could also be like, everything sets you off that could be another cause for it where or like the smallest thing sets you off or you're really irritable which you know is hard you know when we're so exhausted we're physically healing we're we're um you know our hormones are going crazy like all these things we, we're not sleeping like you know <laughs> yeah that's a big one <laughs> too, irritability but like with the postpartum rage, you actually recognize like, I'm so irritable, like I'm beyond irritable. If you're yelling or screaming, and you're like, I raise my voice way more than I usually do. That's another kind of flag, like, okay, I might be experiencing postpartum rage. Another one too, even is you like your partner is getting on on your nerves. And that is a really, really common one, because we have actually done an episode about resenting your partner right because the feelings of of resentment that can happen in the postpartum period because of their freedom the amount of sleep they have you're not they're not tied down with the baby um all those feelings are totally normal but again when your rage or your anger is so explosive and it's triggered by kind of the resentment or just like having your partner around that can be a sign of postpartum rage well, and I think the important thing is if you're starting to feel some of these feelings, like recognize them and, you know, they it, they might be surprising because it'll be so out of character for you. But I think if you can recognize that you're going through this, it makes it easier for you to get the help that you need. Yeah. And, and if you recognize, too, that it is a red flag that you need help and it doesn't you know, sometimes it could be just like that this red flag of anger is telling you that you are overwhelmed with what's going on around you, or you're overstimulated, or you're touched out, you're, you know, you have resentment, feelings of resentment, you're not being acknowledged by like your partner, or your family for, you know, everything that you're doing. I know this, for me, um, can come up sometimes where I'm like, I start feeling that resentment. And I feel like 
nobody sees everything that I'm doing, even though I feel like I'm doing everything, but it looks like I'm doing nothing during the day because I'm taking care of the baby because the house is a mess because I haven't had, I haven't made dinner yet. I haven't eaten yet today. Like all those things make me feel like I haven't done anything. And I'm always afraid that I always feel like I need to be seen because sometimes it's very common for mothers to feel like they haven't been seen or they're not being seen. You know, other things too, that, can be the rage can be signaling is that you're feeling isolated you're removed from your support networks your family and this is a really big one in in covid during this global pandemic is the isolation yeah everyone's feeling the isolation and the thing is so everyone is kind of already suffering and having having their own mental health issues over this pandemic that we've been in for the last year and a half And then throw on top of it that you're a new mom and you have all the hormones and all the new mom stuff going on. You're taking care of a baby. You're losing sleep. Like, yeah, you're going to start to feel a lot of different things. And one of it might be this postpartum rage. Yeah. And, I, you know, there's other two other feelings, too, that like this postpartum rage could be signaling for you is. You know, you could be feeling struggling with the uncertainty of what your life is like now. You know, if you're trying to figure out a schedule, if you're trying to figure out how to take care of your new baby, right? There's a lot of uncertainty as you as a parent, as your new identity, your new role, like who are you now? There's a lot of uncertainty and that is stressful. And that stress can be the trigger for the rage as well. And, you know, I think mom guilt is such a heavy one. And I think once you become a mom, you really do realize that you feel guilty for everything. You feel guilty for feeling great. You feel guilty for taking a break. You feel guilty for not doing something to the level of expectation that you put out for yourself when it's totally unattainable. Like you feel guilty for good things and you feel guilty for bad things. And it will go on until your, your kids are like at least 18, if not older. I, right? think, prob- I, I, <laughs> I think probably forever. Like, I feel like once you become a mom, you just have mom guilt all the time. And at least I feel like I have mom guilt all the time. I don't know about you, Amanda. I have mom guilt over a variety of things. And it's yeah. funny because you're right. It could be like happy things and it could be things that I'm like, oh, I should have done this so that this would have happened, right? I had a very challenging day with Freya today. I I won't even say challenging. It was beyond challenging. Today was a really hard, hard day. And I have so much guilt right now. Like the kids are in bed. And um, I have so much guilt for how things have happened. Like the things that happened today, how things were handled and like just how horrible of a day it was for both her and I. And I'm like right now, I have so much guilt for everything about today when I did the best that I could. I recognize I did the best that I could, but like I still feel horrendously guilty for the fact that she cried for hours, like throughout the day today. And I cried. 
And like, I feel like I didn't do enough when I did everything I possibly could. It was just, and so now they're in bed and I feel so guilty. Like mom guilt is all the time. At least that's how I feel about mom guilt. You're right. It's kind of the guilt that happens at during the time while you're doing something. And then there's like mom guilt that happens after when you're like, oh, I should have done this. Right. Yeah. Like it, we all have it. And we all have those horrible, horrible days. I know uh, I had one last week where the day was just mind blowingly bad. Right. So it happens to all of us. And it's just one of those things that's going to happen. Yeah. It's just. I know we're fixated on the mom guilt comment, but it is. And you know what? Mommy rage are like postpartum rage can also be a red flag for burnout, right? Because postpartum burnout is so common and it happens without us even realizing it. Cause I don't know about like, I know that I burn out within a first couple of weeks of having, having a baby home. And, and um, you know, that is a very big trigger for rage because it doesn't, your needs are not being met because you're sacrificing your needs for everybody else's. But like we've mentioned before, sometimes taking care of the mom is actually taking care of everyone else, right? So like if you are experiencing postpartum rage, kind of the first thing that you might want to consider doing is talking to someone, right? Like go talk to your partner. So sit down with your partner and say, look, this is what's happening for me. Um, because Letting your partner know what's happening for you is one way to take care of you and one way to take care of your family because your partner's going to be wondering what's what's happening, right? Because if it's so uncharacteristically you, not you, you know, and they're going, oh, maybe it's, you know, this whole baby thing. Well, it does. It is part of the postpartum thing. But like having the discussion and putting it out in the open is kind of the, the first thing I would say to help you get the help you need to overcome this postpartum rage absolutely and I think also too and another thing to do if you're feeling a little if you're feeling out of control and you're having these you know these flags of of rage um you know take a time take take a either a mental note or actually write it down but look at do you have other symptoms for postpartum depression or do you have other symptoms of postpartum anxiety because if you do or you're not sure about it it is so important to reach out to your OB, to your midwife, to your doctor, um, to your therapist, like to reach out to a professional of your medical care and your health care so that they are aware of where you are and how your mental, your, your mental health state is. And even if you don't have all the markers for postpartum depression, I would still mention this to your doctor. Yes. Or, or your midwife, whoever is caring for you. Definitely mention it to to some to your medical professional. Yeah. And like even when, if you're doing that, too, it's, it could be really helpful to kind of keep track of what when you're having these episodes of rage, um, you know, what was happening? Who were you with? Where were you? What time of day it was? Did you have? Like how tired you were? Did you have a lot of sleep? Are you lacking sleep that day? Um, how were you feeling both physically and mentally leading up to it? Because you might be able to notice a pattern that is leading to these episodes. And that could also either help you 
avoid or um, see a trend to kind of slow down these episodes, but it could also, you could see a trend of what is caught if there's other underlying episodes. Have you eaten, right? Because I know like, I always joke about Finn getting hangry, um, but like that is a real thing. It is. Oh, for sure. Yes. So it's definitely a thing, especially yeah. with kids. Yeah. Well, with kids, but also like as a mom, I, you know, in the, in the fourth trimester, it is not uncommon for me to realize it's like, I'm, it's three 30 in the afternoon. I'm making lunch, making dinner and I haven't eaten breakfast yet. Right. Like that, that's not uncommon for me when I I'm in the fourth trimester. And so that hanger could be leading to or be present as maybe another cause. Yeah, it's funny. I had uh, I was very hangry when it came to uh, being pregnant with the boys. So <laughs> I remember what it was like to be hangry. I think like 1145 in the morning, like Finn will eat like he needs to be he's on the verge it's lunchtime yeah he's on the verge it's it's really it's noticeable so the uh, you mentioned uh talking to a therapist and I just want to touch on that for a second because there is never any shame of going and talking to a mental health professional uh, if you're having mental health issues which I would class I would put this under the mental health umbrella, right? Like if you are having postpartum rage, like you need to make sure that you're, you're getting proper help. It Um, absolutely does fall under the mental health umbrella because it falls under a symptom and under the umbrella of a postpartum depression. Exactly. Yeah. So if, if you are experiencing this, I would definitely recommend talking to someone because you know, there might be more going on uh, that a mental health professional, like a therapist, might be able to help you with, um, especially as you're transitioning into, you know, whether you're a mom for the first time or a mom of two or three kids. Like every time you become a mom, like things change, right? Your family grows, things shift. Um, so there might be something else going on for you. And you want to make sure that, you know, the postpartum rage gets taken care of and that it isn't actually postpartum depression or leading to postpartum depression. Right. Um, and one thing is to like, just because, you know, postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, postpartum rage are, you know, are common doesn't mean that it's something that is healthy. And it doesn't mean some mean that it is something that you just kind of have to suffer through. Because, oh, you know, lots of women get it. Like, I just have to suck it up and do it. You're absolutely right, Amanda. Like, speaking to someone professionally, reaching out and getting help is the best way to take care of yourself. And it's so, so important. And I think there's been such, you know, in the last few years, there's been such a push for, you know, of awareness of postpartum depression and the suffering that women are going through um, with postpartum depression. And it's, they're kind of, there's been a big movement to remove mental health stigmas. And I think it's important to also start to talk about, 
the other aspects too of postpartum depression, including this postpartum rage, because it is very common. Many, many women suffer from it. And it doesn't mean like you can just have an episode of it and be like, okay. And then you realize it, you kind of work around it. You work to kind of reduce some of the triggers and address the needs that are not being met. And you might not have any more episodes of it, but many, many, many new moms experience, I would say it's extremely common and just women just assume like, oh, you know, I'm postpartum, my hormones are crazy. Just kind of throw their hands up and say, eh, you got to deal with the craziness. I know Peter calls me crazy all the time when I'm postpartum. <laughs> <laughs> because like Peter and I, is it, it is always a struggle. Our relationship is always tested in the post, in the fourth trimester. Like it has happened with every baby for us. And I don't know, like I've never actually, and I can't speak to reaching out. Like, I don't know. I've never addressed the idea or spoken to someone professionally about, you know, would I be diagnosed or would I be identified as having postpartum rage? Mainly because I wasn't aware of it. This is something that is just starting to be spoken about. Um, but without a doubt, Peter and I have had a number of blow at like fights. Our, our fight number of fights definitely increased in my fourth trimester. Yeah. Cause there's so much, you got so much going on and then this on top of it. Right. Yeah. And, and like, it's, it is always, our relationships are always tested and are always strained when we have a new baby at home. And, and, um, so like, I'm not, I'm, he definitely does call me crazy. Like he just be like, Oh, well, like, you know, strap in, like, I know it's going to be crazy at home, but I don't know, maybe I, maybe I do fit the markers for postpartum rage. I don't, I've, I don't think I've, I have never thrown anything. I've never slammed doors, but definitely are, I'm triggered by like smaller things or I get really, really frustrated over small things. And I really get angry over small things. Like for sure, I, I can connect to that. Absolutely. The other thing with the postpartum rage too, is I guess we kind of talked about like, talk to your partner, talk to your, your medical team, talk to a therapist, the other people you might want to talk to is your inner circle, right? Like, so, you know, that might include like your parents or siblings or friends, um, but like the people who could help you out so that if they know that, you know, you're having some, some difficulties, uh, maybe you've noticed that with the, when you have these episodes of rage that you didn't get much sleep or you haven't been eating, like your sphere wants to help you out. Um, so you might as well call on your people to help you out during this time, because this is a time where moms and couples need the most help, right? Because as you said, like you and Peter, you know, having more fights and stuff, like that's when you need your people around to be able to, you know, maybe drop off meals or, uh, come over so you can have a nap. Right. And I know with COVID it's, it's harder, and I know like even this time with Maeve, you didn't have as much support as you did with the other two. I had no support. Exactly. Because yeah. of COVID, right? So that just kind of like adds fuel to to the fire, so to speak, right? Because it's already a very sensitive time and then you don't have any support. But um, if you have, you know, members of your family or whatnot in your bubble 
because uh, people have bubbled here. Um, or even if people can just drop off meals or something, like call on your people to help you out because people you know, that care about you want to help you out so that you do succeed in your fourth trimester. Yeah. And, and they can help you lighten your burden, right. And they can stop kind of make it, they can hopefully stop things from becoming overwhelming and cripplingly overwhelming because it's very easy to progress along the spectrum of mental health from in postpartum mental health from the baby blues into episodes of postpartum depression into very severe, like really deep postpartum depression, right? It's a, it, it is a spectrum and, and you can move back and forth along that spectrum, but it also takes work and it takes support to help you move away and out of that, um, out of those dark periods. Yeah, because the thing is, in the end, like the fourth trimester, yes, it's hard. There's lots of challenges, lots of stuff going on for you. Um, your entire life has just changed with this new life that you brought into the world. But at the end of the day, you want a happy, healthy mom and a happy, healthy baby and for you to be thriving. And I know a lot of women, as you mentioned, Katie, they go through their first fourth trimester with some of these mental health issues and they never get addressed and they suffer in silence, right? And you don't need to suffer in silence. Like you need to speak up and get the help because that's what you deserve, right? You deserve a happy, healthy fourth trimester that you can enjoy with your family. Yeah, reaching out is really scary, but it is absolutely worth it because you are worth it. Thank you for listening to this episode of That Pregnancy Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for an upcoming show, we would love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Best Life Moms Club. Until next time.